23 seasons back. Ooh. Justin Jefferson. Javante. Bijan Robinson. Mm. Not Travis Kelsey right now. No, but Taj Spears is. My husband's making debut. Miles Sanders, running back six. Cole Komet, tight end one. Nick Chubb. How can he be tight end one? When Dalton Kincaid's going to be tight end one. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Football is back. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. I'm, I'm Matt O'Hara. <laughs> and I'm Garrett Price. That's I'm right. Own introductions in 2023 <laughs> football kickoff. That's how we do it. New show, new intro. <laughs> it's not a new intro. It's an intro new we do you. every single year. I think we've had that same intro for like seven years running. Somewhere around there. It's yeah. been a long time. I mean, it's been a while. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's predated fun. me. I know that for sure. So we're back. Uh, the show before the kickoff, which is just, if you're listening to this today when the show comes out, tomorrow. Uh, maybe Travis Kelsey will play. Maybe he won't. Ugh. But let's see what Pat Mahomes has got out there in, uh, in the old arm slinger, huh? In the old arm slinger. It slings arms. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it sound like he's got an arm problem. I don't know. It's an arm slinger. <laughs> Did that just throw an arm at me? He's a dead ringer for an arm slinger. <laughs> uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, I call him Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes? Patty Mahomes? Patty. I think Patty is what his friends call him. They do call him Patty? I have no idea, man. Patty's name Cake? Patty Cake. Patty Cake. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you played Patty Cake? I have kids, so oh, I would true. imagine probably within the past 10 years at some point. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you guys both have daughters. That's true. It's different. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, you can't play Patty Cake with your sons. I just never did it. Yeah. I think my wife did, though. Yeah. They kid, even boys like Patty Cake. Yeah. Be fair. At a certain I, age. Even, I didn't even do, really do the peekaboo thing. I'm like, Watch, watch this. The Browns are going to go win here. <laughs> and when they kid. saw the win disappear. I know. Yeah. I just what? teach my kids uh, the, the value of disappointment. You know, they, they learned early. Uh, so we're back. This is our bold prediction show. Uh, I was on DTC uh, yesterday, and I said, I've done like three bold prediction shows in a row. So I'm like just regurgitating like my same bold prediction. I did Dynasty Happy Hour. Yeah. I did DTC. Hopefully you didn't listen to those. And uh, they were saying yesterday, they were like, so we were Googling like bold, like, you know, fearless, inept, uh, like words that can go in there. It's like, well, we got to call something besides bold predictions if everybody else has bold predictions. So yesterday we did fearless forecast. Fearless forecast. Oh, yeah. Alliteration. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So uh, that's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about some bold predictions, both shows, this show and the Nerd Herd that's show. That's right. Full of boldness. Um, we're going to get very bold, extra bold. We got a couple takes here. Uh, we're going to talk about and see how excited we are uh, as we enter the 2023 season. We finally made it. All the prep, right? Like all the draft prep, all the summer trades are here. And our season, you know, even though it began when we were drafting our rookies, this is where um, the feet meet the fire. Yeah. I was trying to think of something good, but that's the best rubber I got. Rubber meets the road. That's yeah. what I wanted to Roughly, use. Yeah. This is where the, the rubber meets the road. <laughs> Uh, Beat the fire. That's the usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> hey, you see those people? You see those people walking on uh, coals? I can't even walk on my deck when it's like ninety degrees out. Like these people are walking on hot coals. I'm like, what are they doing out sand? there? Sand. I'm like, oh, sand is the worst. Oh. When it's like crazy hot. Yeah. You have to like dig your feet as deep in as you can. Exactly. Otherwise, you just the, don't the, have discipline. The key that's is it. the key that's is, is. It is. <laughs> the key is to kick the sand forward. Because it covers the sand up in front yeah, of you, and you're you also go. getting deep. That's a key from a habitual beachgoer. There you go. <laughs> habitual beachgoer. I think you had it right at habitch. <laughs> wow, that's pretty mean. <laughs> Start the 2023 <laughs> season. So, you know, Matt, this, normally I laugh at your jokes, but you stole Cole Komet from me, so I'm not laughing at any of your jokes today. <laughs> On our Air Force League that's going to come down no. to the wire to get kicked off here. No Javante, no Tajay Spears, no Cole Komet. I've. I don't even know why I'm in this league. I was also sitting right next to Rich, <laughs> drafting Dalton Kincaid, <laughs> and he 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 just he took it. I th- I threw out a line. I was talking about how oh yeah, tight end, oh it's tight end premium. And he's like he's like you know what? I'm gonna draft Dalton Kincaid when he comes back to me. 
having already drafted Dalton Kincaid. He just didn't even check the Look thing yet. Matt. Matt's just a spoiler joy. Yep. I didn't mind. When I'm drinking, like things matter less and things already matter less to me already. So it's, <laughs> it's I mean, I, I have my husband in other places, so sure, it's like, you sure. know, we're not, we're not exclusive. We have an open relationship. There you go. There you so, go. I think you um, have to be willing to do that for um, an NFL fantasy player. So I think here, before we get our bold predictions, obviously we have the Travis Kelsey news of him being hurt. Right. Uh, we don't know how the extent of it. Usually a hyperextended knee, they can get you like up to four weeks out. It all depends on the severity of it, right? I mean, and, and there's that. There's the, the Cooper Cup news. Sounds like he's going to see a specialist, maybe get some platelet-rich Whatever. Yeah, sounds like he's gonna be ready tomorrow. There, so I doubt he's gonna be going either, right? <laughs> the guys, the guys been at specialists more than he's been in training camp. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, the, we don't know how long it's gonna last. I'm gonna tell you how long it's gonna last. Um, it's gonna last a while. And I got one of my bold predictions has to do with the Rams, and I'm gonna talk about okay, kind of um, about where I think that's gonna go without Cooper Cup as a whole, anyways. So I got, I got some, I got some other takes about where it's going to go. What, ties into one of, one of mine happens to be about that also. So we'll just tie those in together. We have no idea what each, each other's bold takes nope. are. Um, we, for a lot of other shows, they have show sheets and they do a lot of good planning. Not us, not us. We like to surprise each other not with on these this things. This show, this show, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. talking about this show. Like don't. we don't see each other. Like when we do shows like this, where we have to like pick stuff like that, we have to do it. The reactions are more natural that way. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 it feels more authentic. Action, reaction. That's when, right. Action, reaction. When That's you said that, like do. I just automatically in my head assumed that you were calling me a natural beauty. I don't know why I felt that way, but I felt really good about myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, thank wow, you. I you know, I'm like, thank you so much. You're just so naturally good looking. No one's ever touched me like that before. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, man. So before we get that, I got to tell you guys about my friends over at Underdog. We have this great neon sign here. Um, we've that Underdog gave us a couple weeks ago. We got put up in the studio. If you're watching the YouTube video, Garrett's going to hold it up here because this thing's sexy. Um, if you watch other shows, they have this as well. And I've seen it lit up and looks so good. Uh, it's just, I'm a very big procrastinator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we've so, had it for a few weeks. But we I've got the box, done. so it's a step. So our friend Underdog, not only can they, will they send you, like, not you guys, but they send us sweet signs like <laughs> not this. Not only do they send us stuff and not you. Um, <laughs> it's just... Listen, the season starts Thursday. It's your last chance to get a best ball mania. So if you're listening on Wednesday, get in there, do a quick draft. You want to win $3 million? You want a part of a $15 million prize? Yes. You want to be like Pat Coran and win a million dollars more than him, be 33% richer than him? Yes. This is your opportunity. Get on our dog, draft. Now, in season, you got a lot of pick em stuff uh, you could do in there. But yep. right now, you can still do your best ball leagues. Draft your team. Get in there. I did one last night. That's why I didn't get no sleep last night. You're drafting. That's what it was. I told, I told him I couldn't sleep last night, so I was super tired today. And I, and I was like, dude, I honestly can't remember what I did, like why I was up so late. I was up to one, <laughs> and I remembered I joined a $50 uh, best ball draft, and obviously there's no slow drafts. And I was like, as soon as I started drafting is when I first started feeling tired. I was like, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I instantly regret this. Because like the season's about to start, so like up to Annie, I did 50 bucks. You know, sure. like look at me. Yeah. Richie Rich over here. Yeah, you know? there like, there you $50. Go. Um, and I, I got two picks in. <laughs> And I'm like, I just made a really oh, terrible so decision and I can't quit because it's $50. <laughs> so 10 bucks, we're good. I'm tired of this It took me an hour to draft and I'm like, that's why I went to bed at one. And I'm <sighs> like, oh, this is way past oh, G. Rich's bedtime. Uh, but right now, if you don't have to make that mistake, mistake, just make sure you start to draft an hour beforehand and get on there. And don't do the mistake that I also did this weekend is where I started two drafts, one a $25 one, another one $25 one. I put my phone down. I completely forgot I started them. I got auto-drafted in both again. And you which, have like six tight ends. Which I told you guys I would never do again. Yeah, I got one tight end and that's it. And I got one quarterback oh. and that's it. And I told you guys I hate doing uh, the, the quick drafts sometimes unless right. I'm actually like focused in, right. which I am. Believe it or not, I lose focus very easily. You? Yes. No. I lose. I'm the guy that puts his pen down and can't find it ever again. <laughs> ever again. And I'm in an all-white room. Um, so, so, yeah, you get an underdog. You can enjoy those best ball drafts. Like I said, there's a lot of opportunity to win money uh, in the in the big the best ball. Media. Or you do like what I did. Join the $25 draft, $10 draft, $3 draft. Heads up, five people, 10 people, and have a lot of fun drafting. Because the most fun is really just drafting a football team. Absolutely. Um, and what it does is, well, it's like you need a little loosey-goosey with it, right? You can, like try different strategies and trip different builds. Underdog Fantasy, download the app. And if you download the app and use the code UNDERDOG, we're going to give you a free year subscription to NerdHerd. So if you start today, you're going to get all the way up to kickoff of next year. So you're going to get the full off-season of nerds. You're going to get the film room, the nerd score, uh, the bonus podcast, which comes in huge during the rookie season. And, of course, the Dynasty Nerds film room. 
and so much more. If you're already a Nerd Herd member, uh, we're going to send you a sweet Dynasty Nerd shirt like we're wearing now. These are now officially limited supplies because the maker of these shirts, uh, he went out of business. Well, he didn't go out of business. He sold his he, business. He chose to leave yeah. the business. Yeah, he left the business. So uh, I guess that's it. Once Steiner. they're done, they're done. We never I mean, make we any find more shirts. We're going to find somebody else. <laughs> I mean, nobody else makes shirts. What are you talking about? What do you think? It's JC Pennies. Um, so, yeah, check them out. Underdog Fantasy, promo code NERDS. We're going to hook you up. They're going to hook you up. They're going to match your positive up to 100 bucks. We're all going to be Richie Riches together, uh, and we're all going to hold hands and sing Kubaya. So, you guys ready to get in the season? I'm ready to sing Kubaya. I'm so pumped for football. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't even specify, like, how many bold predictions were we supposed to have each? Oh, I don't know. I did a lot because this guy over here to my left, Matt, never has a lot. So I had to over. I mean, I how many did you do, Matt? Like five. That sounds about right. So we <laughs> got to go. I got to go two to his one because then we got to go Nerd Herd episode I got two. ten. I have ten. Yeah. I have one. This is two, your guys' three, day. Four. To shine. I'm just here for the good time. I'm here to laugh at your horrible predictions. <laughs> give some of my terrible predictions. I'll say last year, yours were actually bold. Good. That, that was the first because yeah. before it was always like. Man, that's not bold. I have yeah. 19. <laughs> oh my gosh, Rich. <laughs> Brilliant. So Matt will give two. Matt will give You'll three. Give four to every one of it. I will give one on this show. <laughs> no, no, you'll give you'll give two on the oh, show if we don't have talking. You're gonna have to like rapid fire at the end of the last episode, probably. You say that, but we have two hours to kill, pretty much. Trust uh, me, we'll fill it. Yep. So we never have that issue. No, we don't. Let me go. Can, can I kick it Which off? Which is why I, think I you only should. did like five. It's fine. Yeah, you're, you're good. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna kick this one off with the most, uh, the most mild, the least bold. Okay. So uh, like a one out of ten. We're easing in. Yeah, and the right? dynasty happy hour because I had to pre-record it. And I told them I thought it was tricked because they're doing they, they didn't do bold prediction. They did hot takes episode, uh -huh. and I was like, oh man, I thought you invited me for hot steaks. So I'm really disappointed <laughs> here. Uh, so I called this one my medium rare. Like it's what everybody would expect. When okay. I, and that's how I did the takes. Like medium rare, medium well. And then like burnt Super pretty much, crispy. yeah. Or nobody nobody sees it coming, but I'm still eating it, right? So like, <laughs> this is my medium rare take. Like, not too shocking, but still bold, right? right. Like, still fearless, out of the expected, still intrepid, right? This is intrepid. <laughs> Call me for Professor Rich. <laughs> Uh, so got this guy got him a thes thesaurus. Yeah, the do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Can you say so th thesaurus? Thesaurus. God, just darn it! What Dino kind of dinosaur, dinosaur is that? <laughs> I learned about the same thing. Okay, so my first bold take here is Bijan Robinson. I knew it was going to be oh. related. Is going to finish as the number one overall score in fantasy player non-quarterback. Uh, love the landing spot. Love where he goes. We, we mentioned this before. You know, he lands in a perfect situation in Atlanta with the coach Arthur Smith, a team mm -hmm. that already led the league in y rushing yards and yards per carry uh, last year. They had 2,209 yards. And have a, have a quarterback or uh, running back in a situation like him with a perfect coach that wants to run a ton. He's a dynamic runner behind the tackles. Mm -hmm. But Obviously, we see these quarterbacks where all, the, where all the juice is, where the rub is, is the pass catching ability, right? That's where that's where you want to get all your fancy points is the pass catching running back. And we've seen Saquon Barkley do it. We've seen Zeke Elliott come out and be yep. the number one overall score in fantasy football running back their rookie year. And that's the class that I put B. John Robinson in, right? That upper tier, all-time elite running backs. You know, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, B. John are the best I've ever seen come out of college since I've been doing Dynasty Nerds. And I think with his pass catch ability, not a lot of op options out there in Atlanta to uh, throw the football to. The B. Desmond Ritter safety net, I think that all those are going to be a perfect storm for Bijan to become the number one overall fantasy scorer. I think we're going to see a lot more startups next year. You actually might see a running back kind of move back up, maybe surpass Chase. I do think another bold. I think Bijan Robinson jumps Jamar Chase in dynasty rankings after this year because how, how how well he's going to do. And I know if if you didn't use the film room, if you didn't watch a lot of Bijan tape, maybe you're not aware of how well he does in the passing game. Mm -hmm. But he is extremely talented there. Yep. And if he can catch eighty balls, sixty five to 80, 80 balls, that can be enough to propel him with how much rushing yards he's going to get to be the number one. But before you go, I just don't see it, man. 
Tyler Algiers. <laughs> I can't even get through it. I'm sorry. No, of course he's gonna he's gonna ball out, man. Yeah. Bijan is the man. There's no one there that's that's anywhere close to him from a skill standpoint, and he's gonna be catching passes. So I, I totally get so it. So to clarify, not just number one running back, but number one non quarterback. quarterback. So more than Justin. So Jefferson. more than Justin Jefferson. So that's that's where I think this goes from like eh, to like oh that's that's pretty right. bold. That's yeah, bold. You yeah. Know, I saw because, your voice get bolder. Yeah, that's definitely a bolder yeah. voice that I had yeah, up there. Uh, because you're probably yards wise, I could see it. I think the part that could be tricky is the touchdowns. Are there going to be enough touchdown opportunities for this Atlanta Falcons team for him to get 12 to 14 touchdowns, which is probably what he's going to need to, to put himself in the Br- spot to do bridge this. that gap. Right. I mean, cause even if he does get 80 catches, I mean, you're still looking at hundred plus for, um, for Justin Jefferson, if he stays healthy all year, yeah, but it's there's, there's going to be something that, that, that kind of closes the gap. So yeah. it would have to be touchdowns. Yeah, thirteen hundred rushing yards. <laughs> but honestly, thirteen thirteen hundred and probably and uh, you know, six hundred receiving yards might oh, not be enough to do no, it. No, no, no. Right. More than six hundred receiving yards. Okay. I'm thinking like nine hundred receiving So you're looking yards. at a twenty two hundred yard season. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I said the same thing I said when he came out. Two thousand all purpose yards. And two th- but that's the thing. I'm not sure if two thousand if he doesn't get to that twelve fourteen touchdown right. range, I don't know that two thousand total is enough. Well, you come up with your own bold predictions, and then uh, we'll talk about them. But this is mine. I did come up with my so, own bold predictions. <laughs> How about you agree or disagree? And that's my. I guess it's not as medium rare as I thought. I it's, a it's a little pushback. bolder. It's a little bolder because it's not just a number one overall running back. I think that's why a little more bold. Dude, if I knew you were going to push me so hard, I'd wear my cement shoes. <laughs> Garrett, hit me with a bold prediction. Yeah. All right. This one felt bolder before today's news. It feels a little less bold after hearing Travis Kelsey news, but. Travis Kelsey's gonna miss week one. Travis yeah. <laughs> Kelsey's not playing 17 games. Uh, <laughs> no, Sky Moore finishes as a wide receiver two. Currently, he's going off the board as wide receiver 47. And what gives me a little bit of confidence is, you know, everybody's talking about how Travis Kelsey gets all the targets, yeah. and that's true. He sure. he does get all the targets, but. Tyree Kill was here before, and Travis Kelsey still existed as the tight end one with Tyree Kill there. So we know that this offense can support another high-volume guy. And everything that we've seen in the offseason, and other guys getting injured, uh, guys like Rashi Rice, kind of, we're already hearing that. They're going to be used in packages, but they're not going to be, you know, like everyone basically except Sky Moore in the passing game has had negative publicity to some extent. Sky Moore's had nothing but positive stuff all season long. It's his second year. And I, I really think that he's going to be a much bigger focal point of this offense. And now, especially if Travis Kelsey is going to miss some time, if it's one week, that's not going to do much. But if he's missing three or four weeks, that's going to give a lot of time for someone else to have to get established. And I think that's going to be Sky Moore. Yeah, position for him. And even if Darius Tony comes out and finally gets his feet planted uh, in the NFL field and kind of stay healthy and, you know, stay focused and be a, on the field every single week, I think there's still room with a team like the Kansas City Chiefs for Sky Moore to take a big step forward in this offense. And they do need, you know, taking away. I mean, Travis Kelsey's a thousand yard receiver. Yeah, 1,400 yards. So, I mean, that's somebody's got to do because Pat Mahomes is going to be throwing for 4,500 plus yards no matter what. So, somebody's right. got to catch those, yeah, those I, balls. I, there's there's certainly room for him to be a, a watch receiver, too. I think that's not out of the realm of possibility. And, and all the news is, you know, that he's earned a, a, a pretty consistent role while those other guys, Justin Ross, um, Rishi Rice, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll probably start off the season a little bit slower. Kinda, guys kinda, right kinda, yeah, kind of be package guys. And, and Tony, I mean, you mentioned it, hard to count on him from a physical standpoint, just staying healthy. Um, so Sky Moore, I think, is the most likely guy to be there down in and down out. And, and that alone, just being there and being in the starting line, yeah. I think would be enough to get you into the wide receiver to discussion. And he's going off the board as wide receiver 47 right now in redraft. So that's a huge jump if he can yeah. jump, you know. 20 some spots, uh, 23 spots to get up into the top, top 23. And, and we say, we talk about that a lot in the podcast as well. Like how, how undervalued consistency will be, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people shoot for those big time players, put up those big time points all the time. If you get a guy that's going to be 10 to 12 points, uh, honestly, eight to 12 points every single week. I know it doesn't seem a lot, but like if you're having your wide receiver three roll at the end of the year, if he's giving you like 12 points per game, that's a good wide receiver too. Absolutely. If you get, if you get all those weeks, Every single week he comes out and shows out. So I actually like that one. I'm uh, I'm with yes. you on that. 
All right, I'm going to kick it up a notch. Ooh. With a second-year wide receiver. Ooh, okay. George Pickens is going to get 135 targets, 85 catches, 1,500 yards, and eight touchdowns, and be wide receiver eight on the season. Ooh. Now you think, this is crazy. Yeah. You're insane. There's no way he's going to earn that many targets. Last year, second half of the season, week nine on, he had five and a half, over five and a half targets per game. And all I did was bump five and a half up to eight and extrapolate that on his catch rate and on, on yards per catch. All you did was go from five and a half to eight. That's it. Five and a half to eight. Yeah, that's not much at all. Take that, double it, and cut it in half. <laughs> two and a half more targets. That's it. Not even receptions. Two and a half yeah. more targets. Yeah. And it gets you to those kind of numbers for, for a guy that, for all intents and purposes, has been a big-time offseason story, and, and there's been a lot of hype around him. I think there's some serious chemistry that, that is happening between um, George Pickens and, and Kenny Pickett. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Do I think it's a little bit bold? Yes. It's, this is, be. it's a bold prediction it's a bold show. Prediction show. Yeah. So I, anyway, all that being said, Wide receiver eight on the year. What do y'all think? I, I love it. And, and let's let's remind people when you do bold prediction shows. These are things that you think could be the pinnacle of what could happen. Doesn't it? We already did our top 12s. Sure. We're, like, we we're not in there. You're right, we're we're not saying it. But like, right. we, we're looking. These are the paths for these things to happen. And I think there's a very good path for George Pickett. I think the biggest question then would be, because right now George Pickens is pretty expensive. Like he's a hyped up name sure. in Dynasty Fantasy mm-hmm. Football. Talking about a math, if he finishes wide receiver eight this year, like what a massive ADP jump. Like, where does he go um, in startup drafts? Does he go like right at the hot back, like the front end of the second round in startup drafts in one QB? Um, it's I mean, pretty it, interesting. It could, be, it could be that crazy. So, I mean, this is a player that right now is hyped. But if he did, if he was to ball out like that, to your point, Rich, I, I, I think you were trying to say is he could have another big jump from this time this year till, till this time next year. Yeah. What's an overpay day is an underpay tomorrow. Right. Cause I mean, just to do that, just two and a half more targets per game, which like Garrett said, I mean, it's not like it's like chump change, right. but if we expect Kenny Pickett to take a step forward, this offense to take a step forward, right. um, Kenny Pickett's going to throw the football. And we always talk about the quarterbacks in year two and in offense, take a step forward. Um, when they, when or the good players, at least they usually take a step forward. Yeah. And now we're not just talking about Kenny Pickett. We're talking about George Pickens as well, uh, taking a year two into this offense. So I can definitely see that path come through playing the AFC, playing the AFC North. They're going to be tough games. Uh, Constantly going to be scoring out here in AFC. All all good offenses. You're going to be put 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 points on the board. And who are you going to throw it up to? The one of the best jump ball catchers in the NFL right now, and a guy like George Pickens, because that's where he wins. He he doesn't need all the separation uh, that kind of kind of like bagged on him uh, for the, his first year. He's talented enough to win at the catch point. Yeah, I was hoping that you were going to say Deontay Johnson, wide receiver one, because that one I could get behind, <laughs> even though that's bold and not as bold as George Pickens. Uh, Deontay Johnson's the one that I still think is going to be leading this team in targets, leading this team in receptions, yards, and I don't know about touchdowns. It'll probably be George Pickens or Pat Frymuth for touchdowns. Uh, but I think De- I think that's the only reason I'm not as in is because I think Deontay Johnson's the bigger benefit. The better, bigger beneficiary. Could you see a world where Deontay Johnson does lead in targets, but George Pickens still has more yards? Or, or, or do you think it's possible? Those, okay. uh, it's definitely possible. So let's look real quick. Because Deontay, Deontay Johnson historically has been a much lower A dot type of guy, right. at least at least the past few years. Right. Um, so let's see yards per touch. Uh, George Pickens was around fifteen last year, whereas Deontay Johnson was right around 10. So, I yeah. mean, it's it's definitely in the realm of possibility if they keep the reception numbers close. Um, I just think because I do think Deontay Johnson will lead in targets, which will also lead to probably a higher reception rate because they are closer to the line yep. of scrimmage, he would have to he would have to keep that that target total pretty close in order to pass him. Right. No, I could see Deontay Johnson getting 140 and, and my guy getting 135 target. And, and you know, and, and my scenario plays out and yours looks horrible. I mean, that's fine. So say you're, <laughs> say you're a contender in Dynasty mm-hmm. and most of your receivers, like you have Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, and like DJ Moore. Those are your receivers. Okay. Um, those are actually my receivers in my original Dynasty League. So okay. pretty old, right? Besides DJ Moore, somebody old. Yep. Would you guys, um, if somebody offered, you're going to a late first, would you pay two first for George Pickens or is that way no. too pricey for you? 
No, I think that's at at right now. I think that's too too high of a price because I think that's the going. I mean, otherwise you're not giving him for a first and second. But so. if he, but if he does do what I said, it'd be worth it. It would be worth it. I just I've never been quite as high on George Pickens as you yeah. guys, so I'm not the right one to ask on that. I wouldn't do it either. By the way, I'm just I'm yeah. asking because if yeah. it, uh, the main question is the Matt, Matt thinks there's right. a path there. And again, it's a bold prediction. Like, right, that's what the price tag would be, and it'd be well worth it. So if he did this. You wouldn't get him for cheaper than that. How about that next year? Oh, no. I mean, Definitely not. Guy that I mean? young putting right. up those numbers? Yeah. No way. So uh, It would be like Garrett Wilson level of intrigue sure. on George Pickens then. Which, Got it. which starts creeping into the two plus, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're in, you're Absolutely. In that, almost in that three territory, three first rounders. Absolutely. All right, Rich, you've got 19 of yeah, them, so I, mean, I think uh, you're up next. That, that was mine for a while. You yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you can just put cops in ours for the rest of the bow, 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 bow. Sorry, I have a football betting league, and somebody texted me the one game last minute. <laughs> Sorry, it's a pretty fun league. We have like 120 people that do it. Holy cow! Yeah, big, big, uh, big prize. You start off with ten thousand dollars because I, I think gambling's like I don't gamble because uh-huh. uh, I think it's it's a real bad path to go down. Sure. <laughs> it can be pretty addictive. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so I'm just I do this league where like you start off with ten thousand dollars in the beginning of the year, and it runs all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, and whoever has the most money in the end, they get they win X amount of uh, extra money. hugs. The second person wins the X amount of hugs, and then the third like ten thousand like fake dollars is what you guys. Start you start with. off with ten, yeah. So you pay like gotcha. say say pay two hundred hugs to get in. You start off with ten thousand. Uh, start off with ten thousand dollars. Is currency other than like the trolls movie? No, that currency hugs Garrett. Get it right. <laughs> um, and you know, yeah, and you you do all the parlays, all that stuff. And at the end of the year, you don't have to make a. You don't even have to make a bet if you want to. Uh, and then in the year, whoever has the most uh, money gets the most hugs. And then whoever's the second most money gets the second most hugs. But usually... This feels like a, a real love fest. Out of 120 people, by the end of the year, there's like 12 left. Sounds the like top 10 get paid out. Sounds hugs. like hippie, dippy, <laughs> baloney. Well, sorry, nobody loves you guys. So let me get into my next <laughs> some, bull dig. Some Woodstock stuff over here. James Cook of the Buffalo Bills okay. flirts with running back one numbers like i don't know if he gets there but he's gonna be so close if he doesn't like flirting like like i'm looking at you like across the street waving or i'm like up in your face flirting oh like you're up in the face like like you know how his breath smells like (laughs) you you're in there and so we're talking like running back 13 14 then if yeah maybe sneak some running back 11 12 couple things is one we always see one of these good pass catcher running backs always seek their way in mm-hmm. back one numbers we see totally. it year in year out and what james cook really does well um is catch the football and we saw the second half of the last year the, the final third of the year last year he went from seeing like a little around three percent of the targets in the first uh half of the season to about 10 percent of the targets in the second in the last half of the year him being involved in uh, the passing game is where I really like uh, his fantasy football production. But mm-hmm. what I, what really kind of gets me a little bit higher, and I know Damien here can probably take all the goal line carries, is this is a team we were wondering if his brother Dalvin Cook was going to go there. What run back were they going to bring in to offset James Cook and just keep him down as that uh, pass catching third down running back. Well, they didn't do that. You know, I don't, I don't consider bringing Damian Harrison for a couple dollars and hot dog. Um, like some of this really threatened his fantasy football potential. They, they're compliment. I mean, him and Latavius Murray are just big compliment backs. That's it. And that's it. And they're yeah. all the, all the smoke coming out of camp is like, yeah, James Cook's our back. Like he's our mm-hmm. true back. Like he's our starter running back, not just on third downs. He's our guy. And it's not just too long ago. They invested a second round pick in James Cook. We're yeah. kind of thrown off by that. That's extremely high investment in a running back in today's NFL world. That's where the Jonathan Taylors go. That's where Nick Chubbs go. That's where all the running backs pretty much go. It It's hard to see a first round running back these days unless they go extremely high like the Gibbs and the Bijan. So with that investment, it shows that Brandon B and this team is behind them. And this isn't a team that's just thrown away like, oh, maybe we'll turn it into something. This is a Super Bowl contending team. It is, yeah. So they're going to spend a second round pick on something that they're going to think help them win a Super Bowl. So they really do believe in James Cook. They did nothing to offset him to come out here. So for him to be a third, uh, uh, the running back in that scheme, and one of the running backs where we don't see like a ton of competition. When you look around the NFL, there's a lot of running backs with a lot of good competition to take away carries. We don't see that with James Cooks. I don't get worried about Damon Harris. So I think that with his pass catching prowess on a team with Josh Allen that could really open up uh, the flat and short everything kind of underneath there mm-hmm. for him, I think James Cook could really benefit from there. And I think that's going to be just enough for him when we look back on the end of the year. Like, look at James Cook running back like 13, 14. Um, and he mm-hmm. kind of fits in that mold for the next couple of years, depending on what they do, unless they have an opportunity to get like 
a, a stud running back in the draft right now. I think it will be the James Cook show in 2023. And I think wherever you drafted him, probably in the high second round of your rookie drafts, this is the payoff year that you get out of James Cook. Love that uh, he the situation he's in and the amount of looks and touches that he's going to get in 2023. That will propel him to be pretty high. I want to say real bold is going to be a running back one. But my gut kind of tells me he's going to really be like right on the edge. Like you're going to be smelling his breath. Yeah. Matt? No, I mean, I, obviously, you know, you, you, you expect to see a, a bit of a leap there. Um, he was down probably in the 40s last year. Um, so that's a pretty significant leap, but it, this is bold, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, and, and you mentioned all the reasons why Rich last year, he was splitting time basically when, when he was down there in the 40s. So I do expect a, a pretty sizable jump, and, and he's got all the pass-catching tools in order to do it. You know I mean? You mentioned that as, as a pretty big catalyst to get guys from – being one of these guys that jumps from way down uh, on up the list. And and we were looking at those those lists every single year. It seems like there's a guy that jumps 30 spots uh, yeah. or so to get into this running back one conversation. And why couldn't it be James Cook? I mean, uh, he, he catches the ball really well, and there's not going to be a whole lot of competition there because um, I just think he's more talented than both those other guys. Obviously, you'd like to see probably a little bit more TD upside. Um in order to really get him propelled up there, which I think is going to be a little bit limited with the with sure. quarterback there and, 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 and the Harris. two other guys yeah. that are, are bigger backs, they're probably going to be used in that capacity a bit. So, you know, it's going to come down to the catchers I, for him. I think this is an interesting one because I am a little bit higher on Harris. I think Harris is going to be somewhat involved in, in the game plan. But I think the big determining factor here is not as much James Cook because I think the capability is there. I think he's got good open field moves. He can catch the ball well. I think the biggest determining factor in this is going to be Josh Allen. Does Josh Allen finally start to check the ball down more, or does he continue to keep taking off and running it? Because I think that's going to be the difference between ha him having a 60-65 catch season and him having an 85 catch season. I think that's the difference between him being you know running back 19 and being running back 12, 13. So I think that's what I'm kind of curious to see is like, how much is Josh Allen willing to get him involved when the, when the plays break down? And I think there was some talk in this offseason too, about like, hey, we do kind of want to run Josh Allen a little bit less. Right. It's, it's really kind of why I know it sounds silly, but like I, I moved Josh it's, Allen. It's an annual thing. Yeah. But go ahead. It's an annual thing, yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, I did move Josh things. Allen just a little bit down in my Superflex rankings um, in the last like, couple of weeks. Like, not, I mean, we're talking like two spots. Um, sure. In one spot, I put I put Justin, Justin Herbert's currently my my quarterback too overall. Oh wow, in okay. Superflex, yeah. And then then I think it's Josh Allen right after him, and then you're talking Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Um, there, so yeah, James Cook. You want me to go? Uh, want me to go another one? Yeah, why not? Do another one. Okay, another one. Here's one that Mac and Grian, and you've heard this name a ton on this podcast, and there's many Mike reasons Williams. why. But J.K. Dobbins is going to finish as a running back one in 2023. I think we both can. I was gonna say, yeah, I think I think we had that as our, not even our bold predictions. That was just our uh, regular old our predictions. Regular old rankings. It was in your old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not too bold, but I mean, this is somebody, everything that we kind of said before about his past contribution, Lamar Jackson. If you haven't heard the show already, the show already, this is somebody before his knee injury um, came back, didn't look 100%, but he himself out. And then when he came back and then the injury and he came back and he was fully healthy, we mentioned him before, 6.5, six yards per nuts. carry, 505 total yards in those last couple games that he played with a couple touchdowns there. They do want to get him a little bit more involved in the pass game. You bring a guy like Todd Munkin, and when Todd Munkin comes in, he does prioritize the running back a little bit more than other uh, offensive coordinators. We saw mm -hmm. it everywhere he went, even in Cleveland, when you have a non-traditional pass catcher running back like Nick Chubb, where all his career uh, average catches per game or targets are like 2.1 to 2.3 and 2.4. When Todd Munkin was here, it's 3.1, uh, the highest in Nick Chubb's career. So yeah. we saw J.K. Dobbins where he hasn't done the pros. He had 18 catches as a rookie, but he did do it at Ohio State. He had 71 catches in his career there at Ohio State, so he can get it done there. We do think he wants to save Lamar Jackson, so he's there at the end of the year for the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I know he might want to run instinct, uh, instinctively, but... You know, they, they got to protect him. And I know I don't need all the t tweets saying, well, Lamar Jackson never gets hurt. Throw, run the ball. It's always throwing the ball. Yes, I know. But you still want to protect your quarterback. The older they get, the more susceptible they will be to injuries. So you don't sure. want to run them as much. And it's not like Lamar Jackson is a Josh Allen kind of quarterback, like this big jack guy. So he's a sure. little bit smaller in aspect. I do think J.K. Dobbins finally earns that draft capital and becomes a running back one. And then you want to sell. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's his, it's his contract year, right? Yeah. I mean, so he has all the motivation in the world to to come out and ball out this year. And, and, and really, I think everything's come together anyway, right? I mean, injuries finally behind him. I think he's finally healthy again. So. Um, this should this should be the year if he's going to do it, and I, and I do feel like he's talented enough to do it. Yeah, I had him in the top twelve as well, um, so I'm fully on board with this. I think <laughs> I think it's a great what call. A bold <laughs> prediction, <laughs> Garrett. Hit me with one. Uh, I really wanted to, you know, of course, get a Javante one, get a yeah. Cole Komet one. Sure, I, I I left them both out. I had so them both were, in my top twelve. You were too jaded by this current draft that we're going. It through. did hurt, but I still got to a Ty J Spears them. one. Right. So <laughs> Ty J Spears. Uh, carries flex value even with Derrick Henry healthy. Ooh. So uh, where, where I'm at with this one is I think that regardless of how everyone else views the Titans. Wait, how many flexes? Does super, a person super super super, super, super <laughs> flex? Uh, <laughs> does a person have to have to have value? Or no, like like two flexes and right. a super flex. Okay, so flex value in there. Uh, the reason I say this is. Despite how everyone else views the Titans, I think Mike Vrabel still views the Titans as a contender. I think that's why they brought in DeAndre Hopkins. Hold I think, for one more day. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so I think that they are going to want to still obviously run through Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to be the focal point of the offense. But I think that they're going to want to make sure that they save him a little bit mm-hmm. for the end of the season and not just run him ragged. He's getting older he's you know he had the foot stuff like i think that they want to get him a few less touches if they're able to and i think that's where spears comes in i think we'll see him more on third downs i think we'll see him spell uh derrick henry in a few drives to the tune of i wouldn't be shocked to see a total touch count of like eight nine touches a game and which if it's especially in the receiving all of a sudden now that's flex worthy and there's so different. The running style. Very different. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Henry, who's just like a freight train going straight ahead. You know what I mean? Yep. That's, he's got build-up speed, all this kind of – he's just a different kind of guy. And Tajay's very quick laterally, very he's explosive. explosive. He's, he's, he's up to top speed quickly. Um, so they are very different, and they complement each other really well. So I, there's no reason, I don't think, for that coaching staff to try to get both guys involved. And, and like you said – even just to spell them, show the defense a different yeah. look, you know, like something just to, just to throw the, the defense off just a little bit. Yeah, I don't think he's getting 15, 18 touches a game, but right. but I think I think seven to ten range, eight, nine. Like, yeah. I think that's a, a realistic expectation of a guy that they used a third round pick on that they like quite a bit that I think they believe is the running back of their future. Yeah. yeah and I, I think he's a running back of the future as well too. I think he's a perfect hashtag two to three year window kind of guy. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the best buys in dynasty. He's the kind of guy that, um, if you have a starting running back that you, it's a little bit older, you don't, you're trying to make a move. That's a run, the running back that I'm targeting is a guy like Tajay Spears. Like, Hey, can I get Tajay Spears in a second and I'll give you this starting running back? Um, I think he's a perfect uh, player to go out and get. I think he will be the starting running back in 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Henry's going to be almost 30 years old at that point. Um, and this is last year's deal. And it's hard for me to see them pay Derrick Henry when they have a guy like guy like Tajay here Spears and then probably likely hitting the reset button there in Tennessee pretty soon. Right, right, absolutely. So we're going down we give my next bull take. I gotta tell you guys about a new partnership that we're doing I'm pretty excited about. That's right. Dynasty Centers is it uh, has a new partnership here with Sleeper. We what? all know them, the Sleeper app. They're off a new thing, exciting new way to play DFS where you can win up to 100 times your entry, the highest payouts in the DFS market. You can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. Choose two to eight players for the pregame live, uh, in-game, or even across different sports. If you use the promo code NERD, you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms for user details, currently operational in over 25 states. And right now with our partnership, we are integrating actually the Dynasty GM experience into the sleeper app so if you look for the minis tab on your sleeper app soon uh within the next week the dice nerds gm app will be in there the league analyzer Hopefully and the, the trade week. calculator and yes it will be used in a minimal uh you only be able to use like in a minimal kind of way right a it's limited a way but it's a little taste of what Appetizer. we have going on it's a mini yeah we're trying to suck you in to get all your cash in our pockets <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it's but a good yeah. way for you to kind of see the gm um there see the functionality and see the check functionality yep, yeah so check it out sleeper dfs happy to have that partnership here yeah i had the opportunity just recently to hop on ffpc 
and uh, I'm I'm shooting for a million dollars at the FFPC Fantasy Pros Championship. $1 million grand prize, over $6 million in total prizes. Then they have the main event as well, where you could also win a million dollars there. They've got some redress stuff, but we've obviously just got a little bit of time while that's still going. So get in there while you can. Use promo code NERDS and get $25 off any entry for new members. That's promo code NERDS at myffpc.com. All right. Um, I'm about to get real hot and heavy in here. Getting all hot and bothered. Yeah, as we're uh, where are we at in time at right now? I just want to know. I want to see. I want. I don't want to like burn this place down. Uh, we're at forty. All right, about so, forty-one. So a few more. Just yeah. I, I think we can do enough for like one more each, pretty much. Okay, uh, yeah. I can do, well, I can definitely. We, do we one can more each do one. one more. Matt, Matt can get another one, and you'll save three for the nerd herd. Perfect. Yeah, and I got I got I got a couple more for this. Um, so I believe you. I'm gonna get through as my last oh, one more. I, have, I believe. <laughs> I have two more running backs after this one, so I'll do both my running backs as well. How about that? All right. After this one, you're the boss. And I, actually, you know what? I'm going to save this one because it's my hottest. It's my boldest take. So I'm going to do a Did dead you last. Just argue with yourself. I am because it. it's so bold. Shut it's up, my Rich. boldest. It's my boldest. All right, I'm getting this back on. Kyle Phillips will outperform Traylon Burks <laughs> for the fantasy from a fantasy perspective in 2022. That was last year's. So never mind. No, I was going to say, did that was last, say last year? year. That was last year's. So never mind. It looked good for the first like week. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was a terrible take. That was a terrible. I, I just strongly I disagree. I saw that one. And I wanted to keep it in there and re- reiterate. I give, I give that a two point zero on a likelihood meter. <laughs> All right. Listen, so my next bold, it was a stupid one yet last year. My uh, next bold prediction as Jarek McKinnon finishes the top fifteen overall fantasy football PPR running back. That's right, Jarek McKinnon, the guy who I preached for years when he signed with San Francisco, is finally back, baby. He's healthy, uh, for at least now. And he, he showed out last year. This is a guy who came in from week nine on. He was running back seven overall uh, in PPR leagues. And I know they have Isaiah Pacheco, but to me, Isaiah Pacheco is pretty one-dimensional, right? He's a first, second running back, north-south runner, runs hard, Um but for me, even though it doesn't break a lot of tackles, like I think Isaiah Pacheco, like he was a great story last year, but I think he's just honestly just an okay uh, running back. Just a, a guy who fits in that offense. Jerick McKinnon's a third down back there. He's going to catch a lot of balls. And now even more so, because I wrote this out before the Travis Kelsey news. Sure. Now with the Travis Kelsey news, uh, same thing, where Travis Kelsey works that flat and every, a lot of stuff underneath, Jerick McKinnon's going to eat there. And we don't know how well these other receivers are going to be able to get open and what kind of uh, rapport they've, uh, had with Pat Mahomes, Jerick McKinnon will be that guy, will be that safety net. I still look for him to come in and catch, uh, you know, he's going to be catching right around five probably balls per game right there. Enough to be, if he was running back seven last year, I don't, I, I, I didn't want to go as bold and say he's a running back one. Sure. Because he's such a strictly a third down running back. But I think his talent there will get him into that top 15 range because he will catch enough footballs. I think there, I think he might flirt with potentially some of the highest catches on the team when the year is all said and done. He might be second in the team receptions uh, if, if guys can't stay healthy and already with the loss sure. of Travis Kelsey. So I think when you're looking for a pass catcher running back, if you're a contender and say you have two running backs, but you're really looking for the third, I think one of the best values out there to go buy for cost-wise is Jarek McKinnon because you probably get him for like a third-round pick right now out there. And he's somebody you'll be able to put in your flex spot, yep. put in your starting role, uh, buy week filler. And somebody, uh, again, I love those guys that are those, these pass catcher running backs because they're always consistent, right? They're always catching like three to four, four footballs and 40 to 80 yards. And then they get a touchdown. That's where the juice really comes into effect. Sure. But they're always going to give you some points. And the best thing is going to be availability and consistency because the best ability is availability. And Jarek McKinnon hopefully is going to fill that role for the Chiefs. Now I know Travis Kelsey, I'm even a little bit more excited how well he's going to produce. And if you trade for him now for a third, there's a chance with this Kelsey news in this four games, that 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 value might spike about week three with Jared McKinnon if he's a high end running back too, and you might be able to flip that immediately if you don't need him. Even if you can just give him for a third, four second round pick, and there you get, there you go. You just jumped a whole round in <clears> draft <throat> catalog, but get a guy like Jared McKinnon. So I really like him this year. A uh, player that I've honestly liked now for years. I've talked about him before. This has been beaten up by the injury bug. Uh, hasn't really been able to uh, fulfill his promise. But this is what he can do here is the reason why I thought when the San Francisco 49ers signed him and made him one of the top five highest paid running backs at the time, um, this is what I envision of what he can do. And now he's just going from San Francisco Kyle Shannon's offense to Andy Reid's and Pat Mahomes. And I think he can thrive just like I thought he could years ago. Uh, Will he be running back seven? Probably not. But I think he's going to be up there maybe smelling your breath. 
Smelling the breath, man. Getting in there, hitting on that uh, <laughs> RB1 number. Smelling the breath. Um, hey, for me, I mean, this this one, he's in a great offense. He's going to catch a ton of passes. It, it, it all boils down to whether or not he can stay healthy for a full 17-game slate. If he does that, I think I think this one's pretty pretty easily in the, in the realm of possibilities. Um, there's there's just no one else there. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has unfortunately just never panned out to be what we thought he was going to be when he came out of college. And Bull take number two. He's running back one. <laughs> caught, back. Caught 50, you know, he caught 50 passes in college his last year there, and he just, it never translated to the NFL. But Jarek McKinnon is, is the natural fit here, and Pat Mahomes is going to find a guy like that a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it's going to be super easy. Uh, um, and, and Andy Reed finally got his pass catching back in Jerk. I, I don't hate it either. Uh, it's, it's obviously, it's going to be tough, but as you mentioned before, with James Cook, there's likely going to be somebody that gets in there. So Jarek McKinnon, James Cook, like those are the type of guys that have the opportunity, high scoring offenses. Yep. Uh, it, and it only takes a few big plays to really catapult a guy from, you know, a, a four catch for 40 yard game to a four catch for and he breaks a couple tackles. Now it's a 65 yard game with a touchdown. And all of a sudden he's, he's really jumping the standings when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. And piggybacking out that before to Matt second one, another bold prediction I have here is when you take the offensive coordinator from the Kansas City Chiefs and you move over to Washington Commanders right there and Eric Bieniemy and how they use Jerick McKinnon, they use him successfully. Uh, I predict Antonio Gibson to be a top 24 fantasy football running back in 2023. This is a guy, if you just remember, um, I mean, he's just he's just using all my old takes. Like I've already said this. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, Bold. Yeah. One area, <laughs> out, one area out the other. So I know this other podcast, and I was like, I can't regurgitate the information, but I'm just going to regurgitate my co-host's information instead. <laughs> but this is somebody you know. Where he, his first two years in the league, he averaged. Uh, he was putting over a thousand yards both years. Putting over ten touchdowns in both years that he was there, and then took a big step back last year when yep. he fell out of favor. Um, and right now, there at the enemy, it looks like he's going to be utilized more in the passing here and that's what we're looking for so there's a very good avenue here for him brian robinson's you know he's he's a north south runner uh i, I kind of feel the same way about brian robinson i feel exactly by isaiah pacheco so i see the i see jerick mckinnon and tono gibson very similar uh in in their roles i think jerick mckinnon's just in a better offense a little bit more electric Definitely. and a more need of a pass catcher outside of a team that has Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, who could also be used out of the backfield. They want to. So I think Antonio Gibson, contract year, good position to come in. You'll remember a former NFL or former college receiver as well yep. to come in there, catch a lot of, uh, not a lot of footballs, catch enough out there to give you running back two numbers. And we'll see if he can actually get involved behind the line of scrimmage in between the tackles and run the ball as well. But I do look for him to be uh, utilized at the goal line in the red zone and out of the backfield on third down. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Um, so I'm going to go with a take that I thought was going to be much hotter. Um, I, I kind of came up with this over the weekend, and then I haven't been on Twitter for the whole weekend because it was a holiday weekend. And then I wrote this thing up. I did some stuff on it. I looked at it, and then I went on fantasy Twitter, and then it was like <laughs> everyone else was like, oh, my God, Sean Tucker this, Sean Tucker that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was Sean Tucker weekend. Well, well I mean, Sean I, Tucker weekend. He got promoted. The, 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 so our audience knows yeah. he was promote. He's a number two running back in um, Tampa Bay on the depth chart. Right now, now was that the official like release by yes. the coach today? It was came out today. Yeah, but is it is it the the PR staff that does it or the coach? Because that's always like the debate over like who actually is. I'll, the, like, I'm not saying that's running, not true. Sending that out to everybody. Is right. That what you're saying? Exactly. Like, yep. I feel like the coaches, like they're trying to hide who the starting quarterback is. Why are they going to tell us like, so I, I'll, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm going to wait till game day though. Till I actually believe it. You shut your mouth. He's number two. But anyway, my bold <laughs> prediction about Sean Tucker was <laughs> Sean Tucker, team. not Rashad white will lead the bucks in touches and fantasy points. For the season. And Tucker will be a borderline. Running back one, running back two. Well, that's way too high, but okay. Way too high. And but bold, it doesn't, it, it's not bold without that. I, when I saw the news, I wanted to put him in the show today saying he's going to be the, he's going to lead the team in rushing and uh, total touches. I think Rashad White's just not, uh, I mean, Rashad just not White, very 3.7 yards per carry. Yes, he had like 50 catch last year, but it's not like. It's not like Sean Tucker is not able to catch the ball. He had 36 catches last year. I just think I think Tucker is a much more explosive guy. If he if he if they start seeing some big plays out of him, he could easily just run away with his job. I don't think Rashad White's wrapped up anything 
as far as a long-term seat there as the running back one for this team. And, and for a guy to go undrafted, listen, he had a heart condition. There's a reason that he went undrafted. It wasn't because of he was, he was without skills that, that, you know, lend, lend themselves to the NFL. So he, he's a guy that I think brings a lot more to the table than people are realizing and, and especially brings more to the table than Rashad White. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a guy that Garrett took when we did our way too early Before I watched the draft. tape. Before yeah, I watched but tape. I mean, just that. No. Wait, you really, you had him the third running back in the class in the class. So for sure. And then you talk about explosive and explosive plays. That's my biggest draw drawback on Rashad white. Mm -hmm. He's just not explosive. He doesn't have those big plays. He's very easy to bring down. He doesn't break a lot of tackles. He's viable in the passing game behind the tackles. That's not where it's at. So like he doesn't excite me at all. And this is a team that I expect like, he, he's going to get old real quick in my eyes, and they're going to give Sean Tucker an opportunity because they're going to want to see what they have. Right? The, the other guy in, this, the, the other guy in the roster is Keyshawn Vaughn, and we all know that he's... he's fourth on the depth chart behind Chase Edmonds. Yeah, is he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Edmonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they, Keyshawn, they kept four running They kept four and, on, that, on that team depth chart. Uh, <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn is fourth. Was he? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me he's shown nothing. So. No, he hasn't. Uh, this is... I don't hate the concept of him maybe being like the touch leader and like the points that are on the team. So when you start talking about like running back one range, we lost me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a little freaky diggy. Listen, I had to spice this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> you just said running back two is pretty spicy. I'm like, yeah, ooh, yeah. is there some Kanye I in had this? to spice it I up. I just don't think he's due, due to my own letdown. <laughs> you just said it to say it. I, I, I thought I had this, this sweet take just with him being the, the guy that was going to lead in touches and fantasy points from the running back position. And then I see We'll all just edit the rest out and then that's still a good take. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just edit out the second where we'll be like, Matt, good yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. I like where your head's at. Pretend we edit our show. Yeah, Matt's a real good take yeah. running back. But what if he was like running back 14? Is that that's still out of okay. your out so of your realm? Is Jarek McKinnon running back 14? Yeah. Is James Cook running back 14? Or Sean Tucker running back 14? They're all they're all running, for, running they're back 14. All running back I did that, I did that one year. Rich is the man. Somebody wrote there around Twitter. <laughs> Rich just said six guys are going to be running back 14. <laughs> How's that possible? What about, what about the actual here. good guys? So what about the James Chance? What about the James Connors out there? What about those guys? Like, where James, are they going to finish? Oh, no. no behind behind no. Travis Etienne, way back. Kevin oh, Walker, way, way back. back. Yeah. yeah all these guys, guys are finishing ahead. Uh, all right. Third, he's like, he just stayed 18 running back ones. <laughs> They're all running back 14. All right. Oh, let's get so let's get funny. away from the running back for a second. It's Leonard Fournette all over, and uh, it really is. <laughs> it, he plays all the positions. He's all the fantasy goodness. Uh, all right, this one uh, I feel like this one's pretty bold, but I'm excited about this one. This because this is this is coming back to the hometown team here. The Cedric Cincinnati Bank. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am almost you closer to Cincinnati. Is wrong as well. with you? What? <laughs> he doesn't live where we live. It's true. Uh, Ohio State. That's an Ohio State take. Uh, Cedric Tillman is next offseason ranked as a top 24 wide receiver. So this time next year, Cedric Tillman has established himself as a very reliable pass catching option in Cleveland. And right now, the contract situation with the two guys that are quote unquote ahead of him, which they are at this at least one of them's obviously in Amari Cooper. Sure. We think he's gonna have a, a great season, but there's an out in his contract. So there's a chance that he's not even on this team next year. I think his contract's friendly enough that he will still be here next year. But Donovan Peoples Jones, his his contract's up after this year. And with a guy like Cedric Tillman, I don't know that they're gonna be looking to necessarily pay Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, when, they, when they just drafted a Cedric Tillman, they're too similar of players. I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm in total agreement. Yeah. I think they drafted him knowing that Donovan Peoples Jones was on his way out, and they can just develop this guy for a year and kind of bring him along and slide him right in and do everything Donovan Peoples Jones does, and probably even more. Yeah, and and knowing that even if Amari Cooper is here next year, as dynasty guys, we're always we're we're looking for the next thing, and we know Amari Cooper only has so many good seasons left. And we know Deshaun Watson is going to be in Cleveland for a while. So pairing those two guys up, he's Cedric Tillman's looked awesome in preseason as advertised. Like he looks every bit that physical specimen of an X wide receiver. So I think this time next year or, or more like May, June, you know, when before, not right before the season, but in the off season, 
top 24 ranked wide receiver and, in dynasty. And the only next thing for Amari is getting worse. And, and right. you know what I mean? Dropping in value. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to make sure you sign up with underdog and use that promo code nerd. So you can get the uh, nerd episode because <clears throat> you're really going to hear my uh, Elijah Moore take. Uh, oh, in the next here show. we go. I'm um, going to take this place. And I love Cedric Tillman too. Yeah. I do. I do think he's uh I really feel like, the future wide receiver core. Yeah. I, th- I feel like Cedric Tillman's really like the solid, like in your starting lineup value 2025 is where I feel mm-hmm. his value. I, I'm mm-hmm. with you. I kind of feel like Amari's back next year. Cause I think the contract works at 20 million. Yeah. Um, and I love Cedric Tillman. I loved him at Tennessee. I thought his injury is what propelled Jalen Hyatt into the uh, Blitnikoff award. Absolutely. Uh, he, he, he really did dominate until he hurt his foot. And I, I know I was the highest. I liked him and Marvin Mims significantly more than you guys did there. Um, but I kind of went Definitely back like, Mims. The I was with receivers. you on Tillman, but not okay. Mims. You were higher than me on. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was highest on those guys there. Um, but yeah, big Cedric Tillman fan. I know you just drafted him in the Air Force League. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why you probably put him on your list. Like, I'm, I got him now. No. I'm the Tillman Now he's now. really good. He was so, okay before, but now. <laughs> it's funny when you draft your guys in your dynasty team. Like, your whole value changes. Yeah, like, you, yeah, talk, yeah you talk yourself into him. Uh, and as soon as that as soon as that news broke, I took Sean Tucker <laughs> in that same thing. Like, I saw I Noah get... Gray went right after uh, Travis Gray Kelsey went down right after. Yeah. So, all right, here's our my last final bull take for this show before we get. So I did all running backs. Next show I'm gonna do my quarterbacks, tight ends, okay. and uh, receivers. But here's my hottest take. Right? Oof. Are you ready for Hot. it? That's fast. Evan Hall finishes as a top twenty four fantasy football. Receiver, I'm my or running back. R- running back. I mean, he can do it all. I mean, he's a better receiver than running back. So I'm just gonna say that much. But guess uh, you just drafted him in that league. <laughs> oh, I know, man. That's why I saw you go from six to midnight. Uh, uh, so yeah. you know, my a bold prediction is John Miller doesn't play for another snap for the Colts ever again. Whew. He's done so. That's it. it. Zach Moss is somebody we saw what Zach Moss is. We saw it in Buffalo. Every opportunity he's gotten, he's just not excited, right? Like it's yeah. like a Rolling Stone grows no moss. So he must not roll that much. Yeah, he, you know that's, I mean? that's a very good analysis. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, he's the guy that shows up to a costume party in jorts. Um, so for me, I, I think you know it comes down John to Cena. D, and same thing like Deion Jackson. No, no, he's not even dressed up though. He's like, well, you didn't see him, so he's his daily wear. Um, and like Deion Jackson, same thing. Like he's a nice running back, but nothing special. So you bring in the rookie Evan Hall, who is unbelievably athletic, right? Like a super athletic guy. Catch the ball a ton. He he also averaged when he was at Northwestern. Western, he averaged three point six catches per game. Um, saw a good target share there. And when you have a, a rookie quarterback like Anthony Richardson, Indianapolis behind a really bad offensive line, where Anthony Richardson really thrived and probably was the best in his class was really avoiding a rush. Like he does a really good job of that. Did last year in college, he did it. He'll have to do it again this year with the Colts because the offensive went so bad. That's why I love the fit. I think with a rookie quarterback. He's going to be looking for, again, that safety net, right? And it's going to be the pass catcher running back. And I don't know if Deion Jackson can win there. And I know Zach Moss caught the ball well in college. But in the pros, like, he hasn't really won there. I think the Colts are at a team that was really bad last year, right? They're going to have to see what their core is. Because this is a team that's going to be bad again this year. Uh, they might be close in some games. They have a solid defense. But... In the AFC, they're going to be pretty bad. They picked yeah. fourth overall for a reason, and oh, I don't yeah. think Andy Richardson's going to flip that switch quite yet. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. We'll see. Um, but I still think he's a little bit raw. So I think Evan Hall will be that third down running back, that guy to kind of bring that juice for him uh, to catch those footballs. So with his athleticism and how dynamic was, this is somebody who, at the end of our rookie analysis on running backs, we're like, oh, this guy's more electric than we kind of thought he was. Um, for me, he's going to come in kind of establish himself as the best fantasy option in that backfield and give us low-end wide receiver two numbers. Running back. Because I think he's going to do it all in the receiving <laughs> game. <laughs> you, you said the new letter for net, so that's true. He can do I mean, it all. If you're for, I Passing, mean, if you, running, if, throwing, Cordell Stewart. If you want the next Taysom Pill, Hill, it's in Taysom Hall. Uh, take that pill, baby. Uh, it's Evan Hall. So he's going to be out there be your receiver at running back. I mean, I saw it get done with... Uh, Easy for you to say. Who, who was it in uh, New Orleans? Uh, what? What, uh, what are we at? Was, what are we talking the, about? The tight end that was listed at... Uh, Taysom. Oh, Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill? No, before him. Uh, Marcus Colston. Remember oh, when he was you, listed at... Uh, you don't remember that. Was he listed as a tight end? Yeah. I remember Colston, but yeah. Yeah, but he was a receiver. So when we were playing first a tight came end. into the league his first year, yeah, he was listed as a tight end on like Yahoo. And most oh, of, wow. Most so you got to eat. He destroyed. He yeah. won people. Everyone that... Drafted him. Wait, no, everyone picked him up off yeah, the waiver. Yeah, he was a sixth, seventh round. Yeah, pick. I lost the championship because somebody played him at tight end and he was a receiver. And I was, I, 
I threw a I threw a pity party. I was I was huffing and puffing. I was like, this is I I actually wrote I think I'm dude, I'm no lie. I think I wrote Yahoo. <laughs> An email. Listen, Yahoo, you multi billion dollar company. I think I wrote him like before the game started. I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. He, he hasn't played tight end all year long and you're letting him line up at tight end. I'm in a championship game. This is really important and to me. I am gonna lose. <laughs> it went right to the trash. Chuck fail. Chuck. But I, I wrote a stern letter. I think it's the only time I ever wrote a stern letter in my whole life. Sternly <laughs> ridiculous. Letter. So Evan Hall running back to low end. Here he is. Hot takes. Let's get in the next show. I got some more bold, bold predictions. We got to talk a lot more. We got to talk Dalton Kincaid. We got to talk Cleveland Browns. Um, I have a real good trifecta for you at the receiver trifecta. position. Yeah. I'm going to lead the show off with that. My trifecta. We got to talk Rams too, right? Ooh, we gotta talk Rams. There's right. some uh, that's uh it's gonna get in there. I got I haven't got my Rams take. So yeah, that's it. Tune in our check out our sponsors, Sleeper, Underdog, FPC. We'll be back next week talking about week one of the season. I hope oh, I everybody's wait. out there. I hope all your players stay healthy. I hope they all find success. I hope you guys have a the season, have a ton of fun. Everybody's got a good shot here, unless you're a Cardinals or Rams fan. Uh, you know, they go out there and win some football games. Listen, I'm a Browns fan. I've been there 95% of my life, so I understand. There's big fun of nobody. I've been there. Um, so let's hope teams do well. Fun time of the year. Let's hope your dynasty teams do well. Take advantage of those teams that think they're really good before the bye weeks hit because they're really not. They get these weak W's. Ah. Those are my favorite teams to attack. We'll yeah. kind of talk about that strategy as the weeks sure. go along here too. Week one, week two. Uh, I'm excited for the 2023 fantasy season. Let's hope all that work pays off. Let's start our road to our dynasty fantasy football championship this week. This week. And we'll be back. No pity parties. No, no pouty faces. Adios.